Hello and welcome back to Lingerie Books. I'm Sophie. And I'm Claire. And we are two friends keeping in touch through the power of books. Now, of course, if you guys listened to last week's episode, you would have heard our interview with Laurel Black, who is the author of Lost Kingdom, which is her debut novel, and also the novel that we'll be reading as our first book club book of 2024. If you've not listened to that podcast, I highly recommend you do. It's a really, really good interview with Laurel, and hopefully it will get you interested in what me and Claire will be reading over the coming months, as I imagine this will take us through to the end of February. But enough spiel, let's get into it. So Claire's got the paperback copy of this book. I'm reading it on Kindle, so that's quite nice. We might have a bit of different experience as we read the book. We've we've already seen that in um, the paperback, Claire's got this really nice map of the world because it is a fantasy novel and mine's like this itty bitty tiny tiny picture <laughs> in the e-reader so that is a difference already on the two two formats of this book but yeah did you want to read the blurb for us Claire? I do I was just commenting on the map I do like to have a map because obviously as you're reading it and you're discovering all these new kingdoms you can flick back to the map and just see where it is and how it's all put together it it does help doesn't it when you get these maps in the fantasy books yeah I do like them because when they talk about kingdoms or settlements you can visualize where they are Uh, I mean the good thing in Kindle is that I can bookmark that page so instead of flicking back I can click back to it but it's, I don't know if I can make that picture bigger, but I am already zoomed in to the high heavens because of my bad eyesight. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah my, my map's a bit smaller than yours, a bit harder to see. Anyway, the blurb. So we are reading The Lost Kingdom by Laurel Black. And here's the blurb. Stripped of her memories and her magic, Raven has been left dead. As a prisoner in the enemy's mineral mines, her only clue to who she is and where she came from is in the mysterious map tattooed on her hand, a map containing hidden secrets that some people would kill for. Jeddak is one of those people, a warrior from the Kovac tribe. He's hunting for the powerful Zavian stone to pay the corrupt king's ransom. If he doesn't return home with it by the new moon, his betrothed will be executed. When Jeddak discovers that a prisoner named Raven has the only map that leads to the artefact. He allies with her as they navigate treacherous lands and battle against ancient magical forces to unravel the map's secrets. But can Raven trust this stranger who's helping her? If the map gets into the wrong hands, thousands of people will die. As their feelings for each other grow, their tenuous alliance begins to fray until Jeddak is forced to make a decision, betray Raven or forsake his kingdom. Choose wrong and he'll lose everything. Ooh. 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 (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to read a couple of, is it a couple of pages? Yeah. We're going to read a couple of pages of chapter one which is aptly named Raven. And this suggests to me that we're going to maybe have a dual narrative. Maybe Raven and then Jeddak. And if we Ooh. do, that is right up our street because we love that kind of narrative, don't we, Claire, where you switch between characters. So, oh, we've got some fantasy words in these pages. Keep your head down, Chahara. Hen snapped at me. 
I was pretty sure Chihara meant stupid girl in the old tongue, though I'd never had the nerve to ask. All I knew was that when Hens said it, it came with a silent warning. They'll kill you. I'd learned to take her warning seriously. Without them, I would have been lost to the Shadowlands long ago. So I should have been listening to her now, except I couldn't seem to tear my eyes away from the scene unfolding at the far end of the mineral mine. The burning torches that lined the blackened rock walls quivered as the Rathalan minemaster studied the new lot of slaves. Don't look at him, I mumbled under my breath, wishing they could hear me. Looking the minemaster in the eye was not a good idea if you want to survive for long in this place. He paused in front of a girl with tattoos trailing down her arms. And like the other prisoners in line beside her with their heads bowed, her body was posed in a fighting stance and her expression read, word for word, blaze off. For the moment, the girl remained unbroken, but it wouldn't last. It never did with the newbies. In about a week, the girl would look like me, a wasted shadow of herself with dark circles under her eyes from lack of sleep and hollowed cheeks from the meagre rations, all sense of self beaten out of her by the guards, all sense of hope smothered by the darkness. The girl's head whipped to the side as the mine master's hand impacted her cheek. I flinched. A defiant worker was enough to make any of us briefly gawk, though that wasn't the real reason I was staring. It was the massive brown bear snarling at her side that was causing me to ignore Hen's warning. She's a Kovac, I whispered. Hen had told me stories about the Kovac tribe, how long ago the magic bound their souls to those of the great bears, but I'd never seen one in the flesh before. If the girl's fearless attitude was because she thought her bear companion could protect her down here, she was sorely mistaken. I watched as the mine master locked a worker collar around the Kovac girl's neck. Despite the cold rage in her eyes, she didn't struggle as the metal clicked in place. Even if she could fight off the armed guards and find her way a mile back up the surface, we were still in the heart of the Malangard, the deadliest Rathalan stronghold in East Landra, and the Rathalans didn't take kindly to escaped prisoners. Interesting. So it, it sounds like we've got this superior race, potentially, the Rathalans, which are going around and stealing prisoners from all over the land, people that are maybe minorities. As she says, no one's really seen the Kovacs for a while. They're a bit of a myth. But I want to know, how can you have a bear next to you and that bear's doing nothing? <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just how... how because she did say, didn't she, that they've got their um, animals, familiars. what do they call them? Familiars, yeah. didn't she? And maybe maybe they they can't do anything unless they're instructed, yeah. I don't know. because I'm intrigued by that because, you know, if you've got a bear, bears are quite wild, they're quite savage, you know. Yeah. They're massive, Is you know, how is a bear, how has she been caught in the first place and stayed alive? Because I feel like she's the kind of person that would fight until she died. <laughs> At least that's what I get from bears. So, you know, there's a lot of intrigue there just from that one character. And she's not even the main character. <laughs> I'm just like, who is this girl? <laughs> well, interestingly, she's from the Kovac tribe, ah. isn't she? And isn't she... Could she possibly be 
the betrothed to the one oh, Jeddak. Or maybe she's in there to get Raven out, or she's the one that tells Jeddak about her. I don't know, because he is sent on a mission, isn't he, to try and get the magical powers back for the Kovac kingdom. Mm. Then she will be freed. Oh, I hadn't even made that connection. So I don't know. Is she, is she is she the betrothed young lady? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, well, we we'll seem find to be out, gripped. But... We want to know who this bear lady is. I want to know why this bear hasn't eaten anyone yep. yet. That's my main concern at this point in the story. Yeah. <laughs> this is all I want to know right now. <laughs> so we'll be reading to chapter seven, which is named Raven, which is page fifty-nine. So we're reading nine extra pages than our normal 50 but this is a YA book and me and Claire used to read a lot of YA to the point now where we read it so quickly that we can read quite a lot of pages when it comes to YA as that was our diet you know of reading for for you 10 years and for me five so it's, it's gonna be nice to revisit it I think already with the dual narrative I and think so the, I the fast pace yeah revealing clues I think it's gonna be quite intriguing I mean, I always enjoy a YA book because it is fast-paced and it gets into the story fairly quickly. Um, I, I feel like that was a pretty good opening to the story. There's intrigue already. There is. I mean, there were a lot of... I know for yourself with fantasy names, there was a lot of fantasy names kind of dropped there, but not enough that I felt confused um, because it was just like, this is these people that live here and this is this person that has this kind of descendant. So everything was well explained, I think. So I don't think it's too confusing fantasy name-wise. So that is Lost Kingdom by Laura Black, which is our new book club read for 2024. Do join us next week. Pick up the book. You can grab it off Amazon um, and read along with us. But what else have we been reading, Claire? Well, I finished Lord of the Flies by William Golding. I actually found it, I I quite enjoyed it. I would say it was a bit of a slow burner though at the start of the book. It got quite exciting in the last 60 pages. And I don't know why I'd got in my head that there was um, cannibalism in the book. Was there no cannibalism? But actually there isn't. No, I didn't find that there was any. There were sort of moments when you thought it's perhaps going to lead to it. But a lot of it was murder on the island, almost like accidental murder, which was really quite horrific and frightening. And at the end of the book, there was a bit of a manhunt going on, which fortunately for the boy did get stopped. So, yeah, I quite enjoyed it. I did. It was good. So I'm going to give it a renew because it's a classic and it was quite an easy classic to read. There was nothing complex about it. And the story was pretty good. It did remind me a little bit of The Island by... What's that YA author? M.A. Bennett. Yeah, it reminded me a little bit of The Island by M.A. Bennett. But I think she may have sort of based it on Lord of the Flies anyway. Gosh, so what, a good, good. what a shout out to M.A. Bennett. We loved her books. Uh, we did love her Stags books, Stags was yeah. great. I'll never forget Stags. <laughs> yeah. No, that was fab, wasn't it? So, so I finished that, so I give it a renew. And the book I'm currently reading is called The Sum of Our Days, which is actually a memoir by Isabella Lend. 
I didn't even know who Isabella Lend is, but basically I thought, oh, I ought to have a look. This is another one of these books that I randomly got out of one of our boxes and gone, oh, yeah, let's read a memoir. <laughs> you know what I'm like. So anyway, she is a Chilean-American writer and interesting. She's written loads of novels and she's had quite a lot of novels turned into films as well. But interestingly, she worked as a journalist in Tilly until she was forced to flee to Venezuela after the assassination, this was in 1973, of the Chilean president, which was Salvador Allende, her father's cousin. So she was forced to, yeah, so that's the background of her. And um, she's very much for the rights of Latin American women and stuff like that. So, But the story's really interesting. It's quite intriguing. But she wrote this memoir, The Sum of Our Days, after she lost her daughter, Paula, which she'd already written a book called Paula about her life. And this was written after that happened. And so as you're reading this story, it's like she's she's talking to Paula. Well, that's quite sad. Mm. Yeah. So it's good. It's got a few uh, funny bits in it. It's got a few emotional bits in it. So I'm quite enjoying it. I uh, I haven't finished any books since last time we spoke, but I have been reading He Who Drowned the World by Shelley Parker Chan. And I've been reading that for quite a while, mainly because it is it is a bigger book. And I just have I've been struggling to find the time to read. Uh, a lot of the time I'm free is at night time, but because I've got this in hardback, it's quite a hard book to read by table light in bed without it falling on your head because it's quite big. <laughs> um, but I have actually sunk a bit of time into it and I've been reading it and this is the sequel to She Who Became the Sun. And when I spoke about She Who Became the Sun on the podcast, I remember, I think this could have actually been when we were in the library when I spoke about that book. But um, I gave it, I was, I loved the book and I was really happy with it. But I wasn't happy with the ending because I said it was very open-ended and it just kind of, you know, ended abruptly. And that's because I didn't realise it was a, there was a sequel coming. <laughs> so actually, mm-hmm. the first book I absolutely loved and it would be a very strong overdue because the only issue I had with it was the ending. And that's because I didn't know there was a sequel. And I'm so happy there was a sequel because this book is phenomenal. There's so much like intrigue and drama and fighting and just heart-wrenching moments. But there's also funny moments. And it's set in China. And it's all about kind of the fight for the throne and who wants to be emperor. But there's so many different warring factions and they've got to overcome the Mongols as well that are obviously coming from, like, southern China and are, are moving up and colonising. I don't know if colonising is the right word, but they're taking over China. So... It's just there's a lot going on to it and there's so many good characters from the first book that are all in that struggle still. And the main character, Zhu, who I just think is great, even though they've had some very dark moments and have done things that I, I question, she's just going through quite the ordeal at the moment. And I just, I so want her to win and be on the throne. I don't know if she's the right person, but she's the one out of the three that I'm backing. <laughs> and I'm just like, I hope she gets <laughs> there. But as I near the end of the book, I do worry. I mean, I say worry. I've got a feeling this might be a trilogy, which I love Shelley Parker Chan's writing. So that's not a bad thing if I'm reading more of the books. But I'd have to wait to see how the story ends. And that I'm not looking forward to waiting because I just I'm quite invested in this story and the characters. And 
the friendships that they've got. And Zoo's had a, I don't want to spoil it, but she's had a, a major fight with another character. And I was really enjoying their connection. And I just don't know if they'll ever be friends again. <laughs> Literally before the podcast, they kind of fell out. And I was like, oh, I don't know what to do now. Like, I'm really sad about that. And I just love it when you read a book and you get that invested in a story that you feel sad about these make-believe characters falling out. <laughs> yeah. How would you like it to end? Well, it's difficult because there's this other character who's um, a Mongol and he's also gunning for the throne. And he's quite a complex and interesting character, but I actually like him as well. But he's almost on the opposite side of the fight to Zoo. So if he gets it, that means Zoo loses or, or dies, which I don't want. But I don't know how him and Zoo can kind of work together and both be happy on the throne. I don't think that's a, a possibility. And then, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but the character U Yang, he's like this warrior general and he's got a lot of anger and turmoil. And yeah, I don't know how his story's going to end. And I just feel like his story could never end happily. So I don't know, Claire. I just want everyone to get what they want. <laughs> Well, I mean, if she's going to produce another book, it's not going to end any in any form, is it? Yeah. It's going to keep carrying I on. I guess that's what I love about the story. There's just so many gears and things that are constantly turning that you can never be sure if people are going to win. Like in the first book, you know, Zoo was painted as this hero, really lovely, virtuous and then they did something horrendous at the end of that book that made you go actually they're not as nice as you think they are but yeah I'm still back in her to win <laughs> I love it it's brilliant um so yeah that is he who drowned the world by Shelley Parker Chan which is the sequel to she who became the sun if you love like fantasy novels fighting ancient china all of that sort of stuff. Um, the book as well has got quite a lot of queer elements in it and I quite like the representation because I just like reading that in books as well. And it's just really, really good. I've got about 150 pages or so left, so anything could happen. At the moment, it'd be sitting on an overdue, but I don't want to commit to that until I've read to the end. Ooh, an overdue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm hoping to finish that by next week so I can talk about the rating that I would, you know, give it permanently. But currently, that's where it's sat. I just absolutely love these books. There you go, Shelley Park Chan, new stan, love it. <laughs> I also got this one signed as well. Um, so I'm dead chuffed with that. Has she been, has she, is that the one that's been commenting in our Instagram or is that for another story? No, that's Janice Hallett, who, oh my gosh, when Janice Hallett commented on our Instagram yeah. and liked the post, I said to Sarah, Janice Hallett, just commented on the post and she was like what that's crazy I was like I know <laughs> we were, we were having a bit of a moment because oh my gosh yeah so thank you Janice Hallett for commenting on the post and please keep writing love reading your books but yeah hopefully Shelley Parker Chan will get in the chat and then I will have a hard time <laughs> too many people too many people I love commenting <laughs> so talking about Instagram as always do you remember to follow us on our Instagram at lounging with books give us a like make sure you pick up a copy of lost kingdom and read along with us to chapter seven which is page 59 it is goodbye from me and it's goodbye from me